0: It did good and gratitudes. This is an exercise that I've been using for the past few weeks. There's nothing groundbreaking here. If you're interested in giving it a try, a link for the print off will be in the show notes. Okay, so the why behind this episode came from the realization of just how many people are similar to me in that they experience higher levels of stress during the holiday season. If you can relate, you, or I should say, we, are members of what's known as the majority. Quick breakdown of some stats. A recent survey reported that 88% of Americans believe the holidays are the most stressful time of the year, with 45% of people saying they would actually choose to skip the holiday season altogether if given the option. So a few of the main stressors that show up this time of year. Two of the big ones are having too many commitments and also being around toxic relatives for those two i don't have much to offer other than to share the wise words of claudia black who said saying no can be the ultimate form of self-care but where i think this did good and gratitudes exercise can be of most help is with a common trio of stress contributors that trio being slipping into unhealthy habits losing sight of what's really important and having unrealistic expectations for this time of year. When it comes to expectations, Warren Buffett has a hot take on the topic. He said that the secret to happiness is having low expectations. And while you may disagree with that, I think it's hard to deny that a big part of being happy is determined by one's ability to manage their expectations. And the expectations for this time of year? They are high. Not only are they high, they are holly and jolly. I was sitting at a a, a Starbucks a week ago, and the second I sat down, I heard a familiar song playing from a speaker above me, and it was delivered at a volume that seemed a, a bit much for a coffee shop. But what I heard was this. It's the most wonderful time of the year to which I responded by saying out loud and much, much louder than expected. I said, uh, that's not true. And those three words caught the attention of a nearby patron who then shot me a uh, less than festive look. But back to it. It is those types of high holiday expectations that leave many of us feeling low. The reminder for those who can relate is that the low often appears Or feels especially low as a result of the distance between our actual experience and the elevated heights of our holiday expectations. I guess you could say the low is less about your current locus and more about your heightened focus. In addition to unrealistic expectations, many people will begin to slip into unhealthy habits during the holidays, whether it's booze, bud or blueberry pie, many of us overindulge with substances this time of year, which leaves us feeling sluggish. And then that feeling justifies getting nice and settled into a sedentary schedule for the time being. Because, I mean, come on, it's the holidays. And if that hack need and unhelpful reassurance isn't enough, we can remind ourselves that our turnaround transformation, yeah. It's already scheduled. And it's scheduled to start at the perfect time, a time known as the New Year. Yup, January 1st. New Year, new me. But the thing is, the statistics paint a different picture than one of perfection. When it comes to those things known as New Year's resolutions, research shows that only 8% of people who make them end up keeping them for the entire year. And 80% of people don't even make it a month. So in addition to it being an arbitrary start date, it also encourages a delay that can prove to be destructive for those of us who are prone to some seasonal slippage. The best course of action is not to break from or delay self-care during the holidays, but instead to prioritize it in an effort to help offset the stressors that we are unable to control. Okay, bringing it back to the actual exercise. When it comes to timing, I choose to do it at the very end of my day. I do this because I've noticed as these jam packed, busy, busy days, when they come to an end, I don't usually feel relieved or relaxed, but instead, I usually feel unsettled, unsatisfied, and at times just downright unhappy. It's an exhausted energy, but not the good kind. That could be described as tired but victorious. Nope, that's not the, uh, the tired that I'm talking about. My version would be better described as uh, drained and down, lethargic and low. Or sometimes it likes to mix it up by coming in the form of feeling worn out and worried. And that's a duo that really sucks when what you need most is sleep. You may be familiar with this type of tired but wired experience if your mind tends to race at night. But whatever the form, these negative patterns of thinking can quickly become habitual, especially during periods of high stress. So it's at times like these when it's important to remember the golden rule of habits, which is you don't get rid of a habit, you replace a habit. And to go next level with this, the decision to replace just one unhealthy habit with a healthy one can shift someone from being someone who survives the holidays to someone who thrives during the holidays. And as I say that, uh, I'm reminded... Of that whole thing about yeah, uh managing expectations. So yeah, sorry about that. There are many exit ramps between surviving and thriving. Go ahead and choose the the one that feels best for you. All right. So this simple exercise, it's designed to provide a pause so that you can reflect on the good, the positive of your day and your life. And if you click. That link in the show notes, you'll see at the very top, the words, you did good, and right after that, a blank space. I chose that as the title and left the ending blank because I want anyone willing to give this a try to use the word that makes this practice personal, which will make it more impactful. So whether you choose to use the word you or your name, maybe your nickname, or maybe you choose to go with tiger, beautiful. Big guy, gorgeous, boss, or hoss. Whatever you do, make it you. Live it up. Below that title is the did good for self section. This is where you write down three things you did that day to uh, maintain or improve your physical, intellectual, emotional, social, or spiritual wellness. Basically, it's it's any efforts you made that could be described as self-care. And I should have mentioned this earlier. But I made this into a a document of sorts, a a PDF, because of how beneficial it is to write things down. Sure, positive self-talk and reflection, they're great. But when the mind is anxious, overwhelmed, or highly critical of the self, it can be so difficult to overcome that type of momentum with thoughts alone. So by remembering the positive actions taken. Because as human beings, we believe behavior. And then downloading the good by documenting it, because seeing is believing, we can then arrive at the realization that, yeah, you know what? We did good today. Irv Yalom once said, in order to love ourselves, we must behave in ways that we admire. And I think that's the perfect quote to connect the did good for self to the next part, which is did good for others. This one is mostly self-explanatory, but I do want to recommend raising the bar for this part. You can do this by not allowing yourself to use any did goods for others that you get paid to do or ones that you feel you have to do. Okay, so an example would be, um, uh, uh, okay, for me, because I'm a therapist, I don't get to write down that I met with, listened to, and counseled people During that day. Or if you're a parent. This might look like not including any sampling. Of the many positive things you did that day for your kids. Not because it's not important. Or noteworthy. It's just that those can feel more like fulfilling one's responsibilities. Than it does going out of one's way. You know to to connect. Care for. And be kind to others. Just an idea. Chucking ideas here. All right. So you may be thinking, this part in particular sounds a bit like I'm playing some weird type of game where being nice to others has become a, a, a sort of checklist, a way to get enough points so that I can uh, feel better about myself and who knows, maybe even fall asleep. And to that, I would say game on. And yeah, I encourage anyone and everyone to join me in this effort. I have never, and I will never, understand why so many people get caught up in the whole debate about whether true altruism exists. My answer to the question, is it possible for anyone to be completely unselfish when it comes to their concern or care for others? My answer is, who cares? I mean, probably not, but... But back to the who cares part. The Dalai Lama said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. So the Dalai Lama himself doesn't seem to be all that concerned about it. So why should I? Or why should anyone for that matter? That is exactly the type of selfish we need way more of. And finally, after you do the two types of did goods, it is time for three gratitudes. For this final part, truly think about, visualize, appreciate, and write down three things that you're grateful for. To close, a quote from Sonia Lubomirsky Gratitude is an antidote to negative emotions, a neutralizer of envy, hostility, worry, and irritation. It is savoring. It is not taking things for granted, and it's present-oriented.